the a saying that we have in the military is best command you're ever going to serve at is the one you just left and the one you're going to next. Right? It's never where you are. Right? And they probably say something similar in the fire department and the police department, right? Best place you're ever going to work is the place you just left or the place you're going. Because we never take the time to appreciate where we are. And we don't think about that in terms of food, but I'm telling you, enjoy where you're at at 2250 if you could sit that you know, extra burrito shell in. Or enjoy it at 1450 where you really see what you can get after. Like, whatever place you are right now, calorie-wise, take the time, you know, one day to just sit down and appreciate the miracle that is your body. Not only surviving, but thriving it, whenever that is. Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. Okay, guys, I love stacking non-negotiables. Well, so we're reading, we're reading the power one more, and like, there's a portion where I can't remember exactly, but he mentioned like faith and moving mountains, and like, dude, it's the non-negotiables, bro. That's your faith right there. Just one chip at the mountain, one little, you know, one little axe, one little hammer, chipping away, chipping away. This is why faith moves mountains. Look, you guys, I think you saw the picture. You've seen the post of Michael Davis. And I mean, that's what he's done. It's a miracle. You guys, we have the ability, and this isn't only in fitness and nutrition, we have the ability to move mountains in whatever aspects of our lives. If we're just willing to listen to our conscience, identify the non-negotiable that's associated, whatever mountain we need to destroy or raise, whatever, right? Like once you know that, you just make it non-negotiable no matter what, no matter how you feel, no matter how tired, no matter how hungry, how sad, how, you know, this is Kyle's, if you guys didn't go see Kyle's story right now, if you want some fire, you need to go see it. So I just walked in. I had a pretty intense day with the kids, made some phone calls, and uh, I'm wrestling with the kiddos, and, like, I'm kind of pulling, like, a, like a fast one. Like, the kids are with me, which you can do this, but I'm, I'm not in my, a good headspace. I'm, like, like just I'm kind of falling asleep. Like, well, like I'm ignoring them, but I'm with them. And, uh, and uh, I got on my phone to post this, the Zoom and I checked my Instagram and Kyle's like, this whole thing about being a dad who's like lethargic. And I just, I shot up out of bed. I was like, let's go. It's so good. It's just, you guys, like, you just got to manifest it. There is so much negativity. There's way more negativity around it. Like Girl. it's, it's everywhere, everywhere. So you, you have to be the light. It's going to surround you. You're going to come up with every excuse in the book to not move your mountain. 
like you're tired, you're hungry, you don't like doing it, it's uncomfortable, it's uh, it's inconvenient. Like what? Like uh, going to a restaurant, you have to like bring bring a scale if you really want to hit it, or or you have to look at the menu before you go. Yeah, inconvenient, dude. Look at Michael Davis, freaking miracle. And we're about to talk to him. I have some questions that I that I want to ask, and I'm going to let you guys ask questions at the end too. Um, and you know, I'm not putting pressure on Michael to provide. He doesn't need it. He's that man. He's going to give good answers just because he's living it. So this guy did it, and he had some plateaus, and he had some moments where he was questioned. The the, the fake camera, the resistance showed up. So I want to find out how he was able to overcome that. So without further ado, um, Michael, I think we'll just start by you introducing yourself slightly like, you know, age, are you married, you have kids, and what interested you in the program in the first place? We'll just start right there. I know most of you guys. Uh, shout out to Marley for taking a poop, though. I did hear that. Good stuff. <laughs> but, uh, so my name is Mike Davis. Uh, for those of you guys who might not know me, uh, I am married. Uh, Daddy, she's awesome. Uh, we put together her macros today, so I'm excited about that. Let's go! We do have three kids. Our second one just went to college uh, Tuesday uh, up in New York. I am 42 years old, and uh, I got interested in <laughs> because, well, I mean, I, I found Cal's Facebook post, but what got me thinking about it was I got out of the shower and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I thought there was a fat naked man in my bathroom. And I, like, that's no shit. Like, I like, was shaking. Like, I had adrenaline. Like, I thought I was fighting. And I, I walked into my living room naked and I told my wife, I said, something's got to change. I, uh, I, I just thought there was a fat intruder in my home a minute ago, naked. And uh, it was me. And so, like, three days later, I saw Kyle's post. And, you know, you guys have all talked to Kyle. I talked to Kyle. And I was like, well, yeah. Why wouldn't I do this? This guy's a So that's kind of how I got here. I love, I love this story. It's one of my favorites that I've heard. I share it with everybody. <laughs> but, um, and I think we should just go right out of the, out the gates. You know, I... Obviously, there was life was different before superhuman fathers. Um, but you started the program, and what did you notice? How, how did uh, well, first off, let us know your wins like, how much, how long has it been? How much weight did you lose? How do you feel right now? So, I think we're in eight months and some days now. Um, I lost a total of 53 pounds, uh, but more than that, really. I lost a bunch of body fat, right? I, um, when I was a young man, I was physically active. I was active duty. Um, at one point, I was actually a fitness leader. Uh, then I got injured, and I quickly became much less active. And, and I did try through the years to stay active. I had some spurts, but, um, you know, I had some pretty decent-sized injuries. Um, you know, I broke my hip and some back stuff and some neck stuff. And so... Uh, I just slowly kind of let myself get a little bit fluffy, and then COVID happened, and chocolate ice cream is delicious, and um, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, I just uh, 
one of the things that I noticed right away, one of my very first wins was, you know, I talked to Carl, I think, on the 20, 26, 27th of December. And I started this on New Year's Eve. And while I was doing it, like, my wife makes this delicious chicken dip, right? So, like, New Year's Eve. Like, I'm like, what kind of idiot starts this on the 31st, right? Like, but I, I realized I've always tried to be a little bit different. And I think everybody else does this on the first. So, I'm going to do it tonight. And then, you know, when I was eating two tablespoons, they went and uh, count down 11 um, Tostitos or whatever they were, right? I, I realized I could do it because I did it on New Year's Eve. You know, they were champagne and yada, yada, yada. So that was my very first win. Oh, uh, really? Well, the first win really was saying yes, you know, but um, the first win in the program was that that very first day. I was, I was pretty proud of myself. Um, I remember that first share. Did you ask I still. I still, I still remember that first share, the first Zoom call when you, when you told us that win, man. Yeah. I, 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 when you look at before you started Superhuman Fathers and since you, since you started, what's the largest impact it's had on, on your life? Consistency. Like my wife and I run our own business and we've always been pretty, I mean, pretty good at it, you know, because we like people and we're hard workers. But what's been lacking for many, many years is consistency. You and Kyle say this all the time, but if you can be consistent and true, you can be and you can be consistent in your workouts, you can be consistent in your work. You know, you can be consistent with your kids. And so over the last seven months, I would say I didn't start right out the gate, but um, you know, my business has flourished more because I've done more consistent work. Um, you know, so I think that's one of the biggest impacts it's had. Honestly, for me, the biggest impact I think thus far has been uh, my relationship with my wife is better. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the Saturday morning Zooms. Like, I, like she's here now, I think. I think she's on her. I think I saw her. Yeah, so uh, my wife has been a huge support for me, but I think we're talking more. We're communicating better. Uh, I, I had some anger stuff. Um, pretty serious anger stuff at one point, like you got to go get help or you're going to be by yourself kind of anger stuff. And, you know, still, I'm sort of, right? I still screw up and I still lose my temper, but it's not like it was before. And I think in the last six or seven months, I have sincerely apologized more times than I ever had in my life because up until that point, apparently I was never wrong. So there was no reason for me to apologize. But um, I think really for me, it's my relationship with my wife is the biggest thing that why do you think that is? Because uh, I have been more consistent, right? I've been more consistent with how she feels, more consistent in uh, checking my emotions. Uh, you know, because emotions, they don't help anything. Emotions are good for falling in love, but that's it, right? Otherwise, you know, if you react emotionally, then you just, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. So I've been more consistent, really trying every day to be the husband she deserves. You mentioned that you're apologizing more to your wife than you used to. Man. What's, what, what causes that? Uh, my conscience. I realize now that, um, you know, I, I am fallible, right? I, I mean, I realized it before, but before I was too prideful. So now that I got rid of the pride, now I can say, oh, yeah, that was my fault. That's on me. Sorry about that. And I, and I catch it quick, too. That's, that's the other thing, right? Because it used to be big blow up, emotional, saying a bunch of crap. 
you know, oh, don't you remember that time 17 years ago you did this? like all the old stuff, right? The fights and the, I know how to push your buttons, you know, um, and I don't do that anymore. The argument and the discipline is much faster. Um, and I walk away and five minutes later realize that I was a jackass and come back. You mentioned that, you know, like, look at you right now, okay? And before, like, you look, you, what you've accomplished is insane. And there should, there should be pride right now, but you thought you were infallible before, and yet you look at yourself now, and you find yourself more humble. Yeah. It's really interesting. What, what, I guess I'm trying to dig deeper. Like, what? What are the what's causing this? Like, so, so I think it's Wayne Dyer that said, you know, the people that that need everybody's approval get the least, and the people that don't get the most of it, right? Because the people that deserve the approval are the people that don't, because they're living their lives in a disciplined fashion. So for me, I I think pride ha has hurt me in my life, and I've just come to recognize that and so i guess for me on a daily basis like if i'm going to count my calories i'm going to count my fats i'm going to count my carbs like i love this shit. i've been made two other times right like if, if danny and i didn't work out i'm done i'll be in the woods nobody's gonna see me again like i and so for me <laughs> why why wouldn't i take the time to count my words you know to count my reactions count my feelings and so, because, I, you know, whatever, the fats and the carbs, that matters for this, right? We want abs and we want to look jacked. But, but that's cool. But do we have any kids on here? I mean, being jacked doesn't help you if you're, if you're using Mr. Handy every night because a woman can't stage you because you're a jackass. You know what I mean? Like, the, the more important thing is that my wife that I love, that I, you know, would do anything for Everybody says that, right? We say, oh, I'd do anything for my wife. But would you though? Like most people that you know that are walking around out there, they're not doing anything for their wife. They're doing whatever the hell they want. And then doing just enough for their wife to get laid. You know, like if you do anything for your wife, then you would put down the potato chips and go to the gym. If you do anything for your wife, you would do the dishes at midnight. If you, you, you know what I mean? So I just stopped lying to myself. I guess. And I just realized like I, I could do better than this. That was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Do you see the authority? The authority? It's, you have no idea when you're living it. You have no idea how powerful your words are. This is incredible. I brought tear to, tears to my eyes, man. Thank you for your example. And I've experienced something very similar, similar in my life. And I just, I can't express the gratitude when you share stuff, stuff like this, because it's so important. Now, in, in this program, was there anything, and this may have been what surprised you, but was there anything in this program, a benefit to it, an insight that was absolutely surprising? Like where, you, you know, you had no idea that that was going to happen. Well, I... I think there's been a couple for me, actually. I think one of them is I was resigned to the fact that I was where I was. Like, I was the guy that was now saying, well, I am in my 40s. Uh, you know, well, I did break my hip. You know, well, the doctor did say, 
you know, I'd never really be that again. So why bother, right? And so I let myself become that guy. And um, I guess I, I have been a little bit surprised by my ability to not be that guy. Although, uh, you know, I was sharing with you last night, if we if we let it go too far, then you always get humbled. So I want to tell this story because I think it's kind of funny. So my wife, in an overabundance of caution, made me go to the ER the next day because I couldn't turn my head. And you can't really tell now, but this is all real swollen. And um, so she made me go to the hospital. So I go to the hospital. I sit there for like four hours and I have this doctor. And this dude is so funny, right? He, um, he's got a very, very thick Chinese accent. It's very hard for me to understand. So he says, um, you look young, you look big and strong, except you forgot and you left yourself with a little baby bird neck and you pulled your neck muscle, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, shit. So I texted Ryan. I was like, I guess when this is better, I'm going to come up with a neck day. You know, I'm going to do a damn just neck. Um, but it, it was really funny. And I, Daniel's like, oh, he's just jealous. I'm like, I almost pissed my pants. It was really funny. Um, but I guess for me, in seriousness, I think it's, I've been surprised that I've been able to do the things I've been able to do because for so many years, people told me I couldn't do it. Even though I always wanted to be the guy that said, I'm going to do it anyway. Cause that's really what I do now is I take that list of all the things that they tell me I can't do and I plan when I'm, when I do them. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll never be that. That's me. I'll be that in six months, you know? And so that's been surprising to me. But what's really, really surprised me the most is our 18-year-old um, Kennedy. Um, and, I, and I did share with some of his groups. Kennedy came out to us as gay many, many years ago. And then recently came out as trans. And um, Kennedy has always had very strong opinions. She's very, very... Or he is very, very, uh, you know, whatever. He's 18 years old, right? So he knows everything. But but it's more than that, really. He he has always tried to take all of the world's problems on his shoulders. Like, he wants to be the voice for every single cause on the planet. And so body positivity has been a big issue for him. Like, he wants people to love themselves, right? So this doesn't necessarily line up with that because... Like, if I'm a big fat bastard, like, and I'm unhealthy, then I'm not doing the right thing for my family. It doesn't mean I don't love myself. And I did have that conversation. I said, look, you can love yourself and still want to be better. But over the course of this program, Kennedy has become so supportive. At the very beginning, seriously, and Danny's going to test this, for the first three or four weeks of this program, I didn't wait food in front of Kennedy. I didn't do any of that stuff in front of Kennedy because I really didn't know how he was going to react because he was super, like, against crash diets, fad dieting, and all that stuff. And then slowly what happened was, if you guys remember, my father um, got rushed to the hospital. So I got in a car and I was driving to Pennsylvania. And I, I was putting a quick bag together and I came out into the living room and Daniel's there and my oldest daughter Grace was at our house at the time and Kenny was there and they were counting out pretzels and bags for me. They were uh, weighing beef jerky and putting it in individual bags and Kennedy was involved. And that's when I realized that Kennedy had bought in. And so now Kennedy has a different view on body positivity. Like Kennedy's very proud of me and doesn't say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. Like it, it made a shift for him. And that, I think that was probably the thing that surprised me the most. Wow. I love, I love this so much. Thank you. Okay. Um, in your, what do you think? For someone who's coming 
new to the program, or maybe I could ask it this way. What was the hardest thing that you experienced during this program and how did you overcome it? So my answer was probably going to be like this because a lot of guys seem to have problems <laughs> the food dialed in. It didn't matter to me. And I don't know if that was, you know, I know we got some cops and some firefighters on here and some military guys and like some other guys too that have the kind of job where you just like, if you give me a task that can do that. Food was not really the problem to me. Like I said, I dialed my food in that first day. For me, the biggest problem was uh, being patient with myself and trusting the process because I lost like 28 pounds in like four or five weeks. And then it slowed down drastically. And um, then I sat in like 35 pounds. Then I got COVID and I was in bed for a week being mad the whole time. I'm like, oh, can I go to the gym or whatever? But, um, and then it was slower, right? Because I've been here for a while now. And it was a pound here, a half a pound there. And I don't think I had my first calorie drop until April or the very beginning of May. Um, so I had been here for several months. So the first couple of weeks, I, you know, out the gate, it was good. Although I wish I worked out more a little bit. Again. But for me, the biggest problem was, well, not the biggest problem, the biggest challenge was looking at the scale once a week and being mad because I didn't see it. And, and it was happening anyway, right? My clothes were changing, but I wasn't paying attention to that because I had gotten to the point. And if anybody here is new, go buy some jeans. Sometimes if we get fat, we start wearing like, gym shorts, joggers, and like sweatshirts, right? So you can't tell that you're getting skinny or why are you wearing sweatpants? You just, you can't do it. It doesn't matter. Like the same sweatpants they wear yesterday. <laughs> and so um, once I realized that my clothes were changing, that helped me a little bit, but I was frustrated, you know? And they, there weren't really many days where I, I, there weren't days that I didn't hit my food, but there were several days where I was like, you know, Ryan, it's not like, I don't even know why. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, you know, but I'm doing it because I said I was going to do it. But by that point, honestly, to your credit and to Kyle's credit, you guys had given me so much time and love that even if I had wanted to quit, I wouldn't have quit that day. Because, you know, and I think I told Kyle this the very first time we talked, my goal in my business is always to pour enough for myself and to keep up. They, they want to quit on themselves. They don't quit because they don't want to give up on me. And you guys really provided that for me. So on those days, I was like, you know what? Ryan probably just licked the banana. Like his numbers are perfect. Well, I know the You know, sat on a carrot or whatever. Like he gets perfect macros every time. I don't, you know, I don't know how he does it, but so I can mean, just, you know, bowl a kilo wheat be fine. Uh, hey, I'm gonna say something real quick, Mike. Let me up? tell you guys, Mike reached out to us a ton and he I was just gonna say this. I was he just a relationship with us. We we can't babysit you. We're here. So reach out, text us, message us, get to know us. We we have 300 and some guys. But what guess what? We're always here. So the onus is on you. We will reach out and follow up weekly, bi-weekly for sure. But if you disappear and we don't hear from you, we're not going to save you. <laughs> we're not going to save you. We will do our best. But build a relationship with us. We are here. We are waiting hey, for you. Michael, how many times have I called you or like texted you out of the blue? I'm, I'm maybe so zero. Maybe I, zero. I'll tell you, I, but when I reach out, it's five minutes. Yeah. You know, and it's not even always about this. Like I was asking Kyle about Instagram stuff, but I was, you know, it's just, and I don't think he's on here, but 
And do we have like new, new guys in here that have been here for like two weeks? I'm sure. So if, if anybody doesn't know this yet, this group of guys, this is the most incredible collection of men that I've ever had the fortune of being around. I've been around some pretty awesome people. I, uh, you know, I, I did, I, I spent 21 months in Iraq, you know, and there were some pretty great people there from several different countries. You know, I was active duty for a long time. And there's a couple of those people that I can call right now that would be on a plane. But as, as a collection of men goes, this is one of the most powerful you ever find. Grace, our oldest daughter, snapped her head in, you know, three places uh, a couple months back. She was in excruciating pain. I could not get her out of pain. Again, get out of pain. We tried her surgeon's office for hours. Nobody called us back. I put something in the chin that, and I believe it was sad. I mean, within five minutes, he was on vacation with his family, but he stepped away from his vacation to be on the phone with us and our daughter for 30 minutes to get her out of pain. And we've never met. Like, that's the power of a group of men that are doing what they say, that are being the people that they are designing their lives to be. So it has been so incredible for me. And my wife all the time is blown away. Like, I'm putting my workout up and there's always a thumbs up or a, you're awesome. You know what I mean? Like, Ryan is always re-engaging us. You engage and you do the work and pile too. You know, but it's you. I, I can't say enough about you two. I, I am so proud to be a part of this. And, um, you know, I don't really know. I'd probably be 225 by now, you know? <laughs> so thank you. Dude, and now you're, you're dropping pounds in the sense that all these people that see you that were inspired by your transformation, now it's, it's infinite, bro. They're just, there's going to be so many humans. So, okay, I'm not done though. This is the Michael show. I got more, I got more questions. So, okay. You talked about moments of difficulty, but there was also a moment of commitment and a moment of confidence. So how can, should I phrase this question? Maybe I could say, how long did it take for you to pull confidence from the new way that you were living? And when did the switch flip? And maybe even how did you flip it? You know, could, is there a moment? Was there a moment of trust? What, what was it that flipped the switch? And how long did it take you to, to feel confidence from this new way you were living? I, I think I felt confident in my ability to, to hit my numbers pretty quickly. I mean, that was pretty quick to me. The, the, when did I believe that I would have abs again? When did I believe that I would be uh, jogging on a two-mile hiking trail? Uh, that was a couple months in for me. And I don't know that it was a specific moment. I think it was collection, right? I think, you know, just like most things in life, it's not very often one single thing. It's, it's a bunch of little things to lead up to a thing, maybe. But for me... I think the confidence in my ability to do it, I think there's my pride. I was like, of course I can do it. But I think a lot of it too, when I, when I wasn't confident, I felt confident because I saw all these other guys doing it. You know, Riley and all these guys that were monsters, you know? And I said, well, these guys are doing it. And that guy's like Canadian. They're like super nice. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're Canadian, you know? Uh, I don't think Riley's on here, but the... The food part was easy for me. Uh, getting to the gym part, it took me a couple of weeks. Part of it, I think I was scared. 
Um, to be completely honest, I think I was standing, I was going to go into the gym and either hurt myself or be too embarrassed to ask for help because it had been a while. And I had, and, and ultimately, again, I, I had a couple injuries and I reached out, I think we were on a Zoom and, and you and Kyle were like, oh, we'll do this instead, you know, and it was super helpful. But again, you know, fear, fear's a weird thing, right? Everybody, there's all these different actors. But for me, the one I use is fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. We we get this thing in our hand and we're like, oh, it's gonna be like this. If I go to the gym, this and this and this are gonna happen. And it's always way worse than what really happened. What happened was I went to the gym and I lifted weights. And I said, Oh, that wasn't so bad. And um, but for the two or three weeks prior, I was amping up in my head. And it was so much easier than what I made it out to be in my head. So I don't I don't know about a moment. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I want to dig a little bit deeper. Do you, you feel overall a more confident man, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. But but it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with this. Like, yeah, this is where I want to go. Okay, preach. I'm ready to listen. Hey, so you got this, right? And then I'm looking at Kyle is leaning over his thing. I'm like, well, shit, I don't have nothing yet. You know what I mean? If I lift my arms, <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> my arms, my boob muscles still disappear. You know what I mean? My pecs are only there if my arms are down. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not the cow's level yet. So, it has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with for me is I know that I, I'm going to do whatever I say I'm going to do. I, I believe I can depend on me again. So before, and, and anybody in my family, anybody in my circle would tell you Mike was the most dependable guy they did because I always showed up, right? You have a flat tire at 2 o'clock in the morning, somehow Mike's there. For some reason, Mike always ended up paying for it, you know? But I wasn't there for me. You know what I mean? Fat Mike was there and he was changing the tire or whatever. Maybe we'll grab a beer and a pizza and talk about it. But I wasn't there for me. And so now I realize that I'm dependable. I can depend on myself. And that's where the confidence comes from. Because there are not many... It, it's a weird thing for all of us, right? We got this, you know, they talk about imposter syndrome and all this stuff, right? And uh, I guess the best example I can give is in my business, we talk to all kinds of people, right? And somebody says, well, I don't want to talk to that guy. He's a doctor, right? That doctor is no better than you. He's just a dude. I mean, he went to a different college. And I said, well, if that's the case, then how many of these people have been shot at? You know what I mean? Like, like whatever. Like, I got it, right? I'm good. So I've never really had that problem where I'm like, oh, that guy's better than me. The problem I had was that guy does what he says to do, and I know I don't, whether it's subconscious or not. I wasn't dependable. That guy looks pretty dependable. And that was more intimidating to me than your degree or whatever. You know what I mean? And like Kyle, if I was seeing Kyle before, you know, seven, eight months ago, I, you know, I would have said the same thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, but he's probably just coasting now because I didn't know Kyle, you know, probably just coasting now, you know, uh, you know, and you make up excuses. I made up all the excuses. Just like I think I shared one time, you know, in our business. I would say, oh, of course, that guy's killing. He's got no kids, right? Him and his wife, they're just two hot young people. They got no kids. They're probably working 12 hours a day. Of course, they're crushing, right? Well, then our kids got older. I said, well, shit, of course. Of course, we're not crushing. We don't have moms and stuff in soccer anymore. If only we had the kids a little, we'd still be at the baseball game or whatever to talk to the parents. So it's whatever it is. You can make an excuse or you can just work with what you got. And the only way to really work with what you got is to be dependable for yourself. 
you know? And so that's where my confidence comes from. There's nobody going to tell me. And I'll tell you, the other thing for me is my wife, again, I, I keep bragging on my wife, but like today we had to go to North Carolina and her sister's on our way home. She said, oh, we got to go to the gym. You know, like my wife is really like, she's coming along now. Like she downloaded my fitness town. She's counting macros, you know? And, and again, my wife's always been awesome, but again, she's got felt back surgery. So many years she let those physical limitations stop her from trying. And now, you know, she's unstoppable too. And, uh, and that's where my confidence comes from because my kids are now seeing it, you know, the 22 year old crushing it, right? She's got, although she came here the other day, she's supposed to be gone weight bearing for a week. And she walked into my front door and I said, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, I've been testing it out, you know? So, but, you know, the doctor says it's great. It looks great. She is supposed to be off for one more week, but she's killing it, you know? And so my whole family's becoming unstoppable because I got off my ass. And that's where the confidence comes from. Wow. The statement for a man, and I've experienced this as well. I know I'm going to do what, what I say I'm going to do. Like to actually not just say that, to know. That's so powerful because it makes it sacred. Do you find yourself, Michael, maybe a little more careful about what you exaggerate on or what you say you're going to do because it holds you to word or other way around? You just freaking, I said it, I'm going to freaking crush it. And maybe it's, it's, it's a function of I work for myself. So I don't have to have a lot of daily interactions with other people where I accidentally overpromise myself. Um, I, but I definitely can see that being a problem. Like, so I, I've always been pretty careful with that because I've never been the guy to let other people down. So the difference is now I just have to make sure there's room for me to get my stuff. Or as it's for you, it's yourself, you know, I, I, I don't get to go to bed because I'm going to go to the gym instead of going to bed because I don't have any other time. So it hasn't, it hasn't become an issue for me yet, but, uh, yeah. So I'll let you know if it happens, kick me back, please. Well, yeah, I was, I was the opposite. I was the guy that never showed up. So I got some work to do, but yeah, bro, I, I, I love that so much because that statement is real. And so all of a sudden there's a power there because whatever your conscience tells you, I don't know, maybe you say, I'm going to build a million dollar business. You know, like you said it. Mike, Mike's, Mike's got that. Mike's got that. He's the man now. Yes. He's the, yes, he's got it. That's exactly. That's nothing. And this is the power. This I, is the power. I love you guys so much. I, um, you know, I have some goals, you know, on some goal sheets and I, I don't want to get into all that. You know, I, it's funny. because It's your the, time. We got time. You say whatever you want, bro. Book club, you were talking about the particular act system it's so funny like i always jump in and like uh you know talking about how the brain filters out the blue car until you buy the blue car right remember you were talking about that on the book club so that's literally one of yeah because my- i can never even remember the word you had to save uh, i just i just mumbled it one of my favorite things to teach people about period like i love teaching people how our brain works but again this group was so great because no one ain't doing it to different things right so this group is great because it makes you do it but so I had some goals that I, I still have them long-term, but I, they're not on a dream board. You know what I mean? I'm not looking at them every day because I, I don't want to say I'd give it up on them, 
but I had relegated them to the, the maybe someday goals. You know, so I really have over the last couple of days been looking at bringing some of those out of the closet, you know. But, but you're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Like, I haven't put them up because I'm like, I realize now if I put them up, then I have to get them. I mean, I have to. I love that. And, and it should be scary. You guys, non-negotiables should be scary because they should be forever. This is how you make it really non-negotiable. This is how you level up that muscle where you become that man. And you just... Through these small wins, while this is a massive win for Michael, you know, what he has, what is going to happen in his future, if he continues living this way, I think he'll look back on this and be like, that was a good turning point. That was easy, you know? And I just, I, I, I can see that. And I, I love, I love that reminder that the more you show yourself, you follow through, the more your stuff you're going to follow through on and it gets bigger. So, yeah, what are we going to, five years from now, Mike? What are all of us going to be doing five years living I'm like this, saying, you know? I'll, I'll never be 151 pounds again because now, now we go up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm done with the, yeah. it's cool that I got posted, like, just today, um, you know, I uh, I was talking to this guy actually in the hot tub of all places, came over and shut up a conversation in the hot tub of all uh, I don't know you, man. I'm just trying to loosen this next thing up, you know? And uh, whatever, I'll talk to you. And we were talking he was like, oh, what do you do? You're in pretty good shape or whatever. And so I was trying to pitch on Super Duty Father. So I showed him my pictures. And he really did. I'm like, I'm, I'm not done. Like, I'm never going to be there again because now I'm going up. Like, I'm really excited to see what happens over the next year. Like, I really, I would like to end up somewhere like 175 with better abs than I had in that picture is what I'd like to see. So I don't know what I got to go to to get to there. but I probably Bricks by bricks, man. We'll just go one, up and down, one, up and down, one, up and down, up and down. We'll just yeah. keep cycling. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. Like, I'm over the posting. Like, it gets exciting, and I'm glad. And hopefully, you know, we got some guys inspired to come on board. But, like, in my brain, I'm already past it. Like, I'm done with that. Like, that's cool. I'm really glad that we got there. Um, and what Kyle had said the whole time, it's so funny to me. Because for me, I was like, it's taking so long. You know what I mean? It's taking a really long time. Uh, because previously in my life, I cut weight. I never got, like, ripped. I just cut weight, right? It's easy enough to drop some weight. And and so I was kind of compared to that. It's was taking so long. And Kyle's like, you know what? When you're done, though, people are going to be like, oh, there's no way you did it that amount of time. And that's literally what people have said. So I was like, oh, Kyle's right. So, and, um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited about the next year. I, I want to see what we can do. And then, you know, this next thing. So today, like, my gym time sucks, but I need to go. And uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. And, you know, but we go every day now. Yeah. So um, today was just mostly cardio and hot. Um, you know, I'll fix it tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully my next year. I, I tried to do, I even tried to do my own chest workout with cable pulls. And I couldn't do it because when I did this, I also pulled the middle of my back, which I could have dealt with. Then I couldn't turn my head and my back hurts. And I, I tried to do a cable pull. I'm like, nope. I got halfway. Because, you know. I probably could have got two without having laying on the ground right now. So, um, but the other thing that Kyle said to me, it's very unique, guys. It was so powerful to me. It's like, it's forever, right? It's forever. So don't let it be an excuse to not hit your numbers or not hit your workouts. But at the same time, like, it's forever. Like, I didn't lose weight this week. Whatever. I'm going to be here next week. I'm going to be here the week after that. I'm going to be here the week after that. 
So I didn't lose weight this week. I should go back and reflect and make sure I did what I was supposed to do. But at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things, right? Because hopefully we're all planning on living another 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, if it takes you to your 70 to hit your day one, like maybe you should have Kyle adjust your numbers, but with the concept covered, right? You know, like, like you're going to be here six months from now. So if it takes you six more months, that's okay. Again, don't use that as an excuse to just fuck around for four months. But you have a week where, you know, whatever, I pull your nut or you have COVID, right? Somebody gets, I had COVID for, you know, I was out of the gym for two weeks because I wouldn't go anywhere. I was in my bed for five days in it. You know, big scheme of things, did it suck right then? Absolutely. I have big scheme of things. Kyle gets whatever it was, ringworm or whatever. You know, Kyle comes on his room. He's got all these things. I'm like, what, what happened? Bro? You got a bowler? What's going on? I don't know. I'm going to lift. Uh, I'm going to lift it out, you know? Uh, but, but big scheme of things, this is our life now. And if you're here, you know, because you want to knock this out in two months and be done with it, then you probably shouldn't be here. That's not what this is. And so hopefully nobody gets off. I feel like a dick because I just lost somebody. But, I, but I mean, really, that's not what this is. Burn it down, Mike. So we roll. These dudes. We, we, tell, we tell the truth. I, I'm going to talk to these dudes you know, every week, every couple of days for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And so be honest with yourself. That's the other thing. And I hope it's true. But I look at the macros, honestly, on the page. I'm like, yo, there's no way this many people have perfect macros, you know? And it's either that, I'm like 15 days in a row, hit their numbers perfect, not even off by a gram. That's unbelievable. Like either Kyle and Ryan are really the shit or somebody's probably fibbing their numbers a little bit, which whatever, if it's you, you know who you are. But, but even worse than that is like, oh, I blew my fat today. And they didn't blow their fat. They blew it by 25 grams or 40 grams. Like, I blew my fat today, but I had a great time. Well, what, what the hell are you doing here then? Like, that's not what we're here for. And I'm not saying it's never going to happen, right? You got married. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I had some wedding. It can happen, but don't say it's okay to yourselves. You can lie to us. You can't lie to you. Don't lie to you. Don't tell yourself it's okay to do that. All right, all right, so now we have three Big Macs. No, you do not. You had to go order those Big Macs, open those Big Macs, and put them in your fat-ass mouth. That's what you do. Let's go. Let's go. So, so just know why you're here, and this is a lifetime thing, so don't sweat the small shit, but, but be true to yourself. Be honest with yourself. And when you screw up, screw up. Take ownership. Don't play it off like, oh, not a big deal. I'm, I'm so glad I did it. I went out with my buddies and had 12 beers. I don't regret a thing. You should. You'd be happy you saw your buddies, but the next day when you look at your numbers and you're 1,200 calories over, you shouldn't feel bad about that. And if you don't, then again, have another conversation with Kyle and Ryan because they need to say thing to you. But I am so excited about all these results. Like I'm seeing these days flex in their back. And like these band pictures are great. And buy some of these daily flex pictures are amazing. Makes me so excited. Makes me want to go work harder. Um, and then Kyle, every morning I get up and I look at Kyle's and he's like, oh, what do I got? I got this chain. It weighs 800 pounds and I'm just taking a job with it. Oh, and I got my baby, my wife, and I got more sweat than you've ever sweated in your life. Like right now on my shirt, because that's how hard I work. It's inspiring every day. I actually get on Facebook in the morning and I scroll through it. When I don't see Kyle's, I always see either Kyle or Ryan's. Always. I see one of them. And if I don't see either one of them, 
That's probably the band quit because they both died or something. I mean, because they were that consistent. I'm going to send out a condolence card. Yeah, I haven't posted. I haven't posted again. It was a busy day, but it's coming. I got, I got my, I got my shit there. And that thing too, right? You're dependent. I know that I can depend on both of you, which is powerful, more powerful than you know, because the people around us aren't dependent. They're not doing what we're doing, taking time out of their day, four, five, six days a week to become more dependable. They're not doing this stuff that we're doing or that we're sitting spots are doing, you know? They're not doing it. So the people around you in your everyday life, most of them aren't dependable. But every single person is. is. And that's powerful. So to finish this up, Mike, I kind of a question, and maybe you've, you kind of already touched on it a little bit. I might disappear here, actually, for a second because my phone uh, disconnected. Now I'm back. Okay. Um, if there's one thing that you could tell yourself before you start, if you go back in time, a tip, just anything, what would you tell yourself? Start serious off the table, right? This is like I'm just getting started on the side of the start. I would say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I would have gotten to the gym sooner because I, I did let that fear hold me out of the gym for a couple of weeks. And I would have told myself that this is, you know, this is a lifestyle. I would have really drilled that in at the beginning. So what happens today, that's fine the next 10 days, doesn't define the next 10 years. And I would have been a little more patient with myself when I started plateauing. Um, just because, not because it stopped me, because I still got there, but it gave me extra stress that was unnecessary. There was no reason for it. It was self-created doubt. There's nobody else buying it. My wife didn't doubt me. You guys, you know, didn't doubt me or you hit it well if you did, but my wife never doubted me. Nobody else doubted me. It was just me creating that for myself. It was just added cortisol, which probably made me hold my belly fat longer. Right. So I probably actually self-sanitized my abs for an extra week, you know. But um I I would just say stay engaged for anybody that's you know, and I did do that and it and it was a lifesaver. I know I see guys that get on one zoo a week, one or two things a month. And, it's just not the same thing. You need those people around you to show you what's possible and to make sure you work for yourself. Because Ryan and Kyle have been amazing at, they're not our bosses, right? They're our coaches. And they coach, their job is to hold up a mirror for you to see yourself. You know, it's say, because in the beginning of this, you all get your own goals. I think I told Kyle I wanted to hit 170. Like, that's what I want to do. And Kyle's like, oh, cool. We'll see what happens at 170, you know? Because we are, we, we, we have our own days. Like, I'm 170 is as low as I'm going to get. Otherwise, I'll look like a wobbling. Well, that wasn't true. That's what I was telling myself. So he didn't even bother correcting me. He just said, let's get there and see. So um, a good coach, what they're going to do is they're going to say, look, this is what you said you wanted, right? Oh, the mirror. This is what you said you wanted. You really want it. They can't make us do it. They can't feed me. You know? So use Kyle and Ryan. because You guys have been so honest. You know, honest in your evaluation. And it's 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 powerful. But I would say just stay engaged and um, you know, set realistic goals for yourself that hurt a little bit. It makes you want to throw up a little bit. You know, like I'm really excited about 175. And the other thing is I would say appreciate the calories that you have. At the very beginning of this, I was costing them up and down because I was eating so much food. And like midnight, 
I'm eating like four servings of cocoa eats, right? Like it's this big like Tupperware bowl, right? It's cocoa eats because I got all these carbs. Like, these guys soup they over with a door, you know. And it was so much food, and I again I didn't have a calorie cut for a long time because I was still losing. And then we got down to the bottom, and it was cool, but I was hungry, right? And now I'm kind of going up a little bit every week. Just so, just so you know, boys, we tortured Michael. He was at fourteen fifty. How long? Was it eight weeks? Yes, it was. I think it was eight weeks at fourteen fifty. So, this guy's a savage. But so I'm Man, just remember, this is not for the faint of heart, right? Wait, and we don't we don't sugarcoat it. He went beginning. at fifty. He went three weeks, I think, without any change. True. Imagine. Being that hungry and not seeing any change, and and asking if you could drop calories so you can go faster, <laughs> and me saying no, you have to hold the line. Like I'd need to ask for another hundred calories off. Um, yeah, I mean, and so now, so then, like I'm like, this is great, but you know, I kind of like the way it's out better at fourteen fifty, right? And so now I'm going up, and and I think. If you appreciate where you are in the stage, like, so that's kind of what I told myself today. I'm like, I got to eat this extra food, which you think when you're at 1450, you're at your bottom right now. You're like, what is he talking about? I want more food. I get it. I did too. But now I'm like, you know what? I think I probably can. Now I find days I'm like, shit, I still need 450 calories. It's midnight. Like, I was good. I thought I was good, but I still need all this. So appreciate each stage because, you know, the, the, a saying that we have in the military is best command you're ever going to serve at is the one you just left or the one you're going to just, right? It's never where you are, right? And they probably say something similar in the fire department and the police department, right? Best place you're ever going to work is the place you just left or the place you're going. Because we never take the time to appreciate where we are. And we don't think about that in terms of food, but I'm telling you, enjoy where you're at at 2250 if you could sit that you know, extra burrito shell in. Or enjoy it at fourteen fifty, where you really see what you can get after. Like whatever place you are right now, calorie wise, take the time. You know, one day to just sit down and appreciate the miracle that is your body, not only surviving but thriving at whatever that number is for you. That's probably savage. I love it. Okay, I'll, I'm going to open the floor up to questions. So if you have a question. Let's go ahead and throw up a, a hand if there's any questions so that we can have it semi-organized. I think, uh, was, was, did I see Matt? Did you have a question, Matt? Eduardo. Oh, wait, no. Eduardo, Eduardo's got a question. Yeah, I did. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. so I'm sorry. Look at me. I'm, I'm trying to leave this and I'm giving everybody the floor. Okay. So Eduardo, let's Matt, you go first. Eduardo, you're next. And Mike, congratulations, by the way. It's amazing transformation, man. Your pictures are really inspiring. I was just curious. So what is, what is your business? Like, what do you do, you know, when you're not working out in town galleries? So, so my wife and I work with big U.S. manufacturing company, show people how to, how to buy American made products directly. Exactly. Not have to go to Walmart so much. Sorry, wait, say that again. We 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 work with a big US manufacturer, show people how to buy household goods from a US manufacturer so they don't have to go to Walmart and so much. Gotcha. 
all U.S. merchandise. All U.S. merchandise. Let's go. Hey, we, anybody wants to Let's go. Sometime, yeah. Yeah, hit him up. Gino. Oh, Gino. Oh, Gino. We love Gino. <laughs> Hold on. Before we ask the question, Gino, I smiled ear to ear when you posted your flex pick. <laughs> My smile was ear to ear when you posted That's that thing, bro. That meant beautiful. so much to me after shoulder surgery and just sticking to your yeah, mattress. Yeah, dude. Man. Never well, you 31st, right? Um, and man, Mike, you're a beast, you already know that, man. Um, for myself and whoever else is dealing with injuries, um, how did you know when you were pushing it too hard with your weight? Or, I mean, was it literally just, okay, this is pain. I'm going to stop because I feel that pain, but then I want to keep going. And as long as I don't wake up the next morning in complete dog shit, I just, I keep going with it. Right. But, and I don't know what kind of injuries you have, but something tells me that, you know, we're all dealing with, with old man stuff. What I have but, is a break in my back, a break in my neck and a break in my hip. Those are my main injuries. Um, <laughs> I've got joint tendons in both forearms. Um, I've got a tweaked ACL currently, but um, everybody is different, right? And I'm not a medical doctor, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kyle helped me when when my hip were bothering me a lot in the beginning. Kyle helped me come up with some exercises that you know were a little more hip friendly. He's got some hip friendly ones, uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure he's got elbow friendly. I mean, I'm sure Kyle's got a lot of variations, but for me. Um, I always like if you logged into my trainer rides, you would see, especially when the when the cycle changes, the exercises change. My first like one or two sets is always authentically light. Like like I shit you not the first That's time cool. the first time I did squats as part of my workout because I hadn't done squats before hip surgery. The first time I did squats that weren't bodyweight squats, I didn't use the bar. I used ten pound dumbbells just to see how my body would respond. And I did that for about three. And then I realized I'm holding 10 pound dumbbells and I got the bar off, but I just did the bar. My first set, I just did 60 squats with a bar um, just to see how my hip would do. And then what I did was I went to the next exercise. And I'm not saying that's right for everybody, but what I did that day, did 60 squats with the with blank barbell. I went and did the rest of the workout. And then I wanted to see how my hip felt at the end. And my hips felt okay, so then I went back and I did the squat sets. Um, Got it. Which, you know, they say do them in order or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I saw my wife's tips. Um, <laughs> nice. We should be talking to her. They do it in order, but for me, squats were the one that scared me the most. And um, and I did do the bench behind me a couple times for squats. You know, Kyle mentioned that because he had jacked up knees. Uh, but for me, every exercise that we haven't done yet in our workout routine, I always go really, really light the first time. Um, not every exercise, but every exercise that affects something of mine that's damaged. Um, I go really, really light, and I give it 30 minutes and see how my body feels. And what Daniel was just saying was that if you, if you haven't been working out in a while, and I know you've been killing it. I saw your 
I saw your arms today. But for people that haven't been working out, make sure you're not confusing really sore shit with pain. Yeah. Because there is a difference. You know what I mean? Like, we should be sore. We want to be yeah. sore. And sometimes um, you're sore around a pain point. Like, sometimes if my hips are tight, I almost think my hip hurts. But it, but if I, you know, kind of sit in and breathe through it, I can, oh, it's the muscle, right? It is different than the bone stuff. So just, uh, but that's what I do. If, if it's an exercise that I'm not sure about, and, and some days I do feel like I'm pushing it. Um, like the other day I was doing squats and I got to like number four and I just felt something that felt different in my hip and I just put it back. You know, and the trick is then you just write a four in there, right? I don't, right. that's the other thing, right? Put a four in there. If you did four, you put four in there, right? Nobody's there to beat you up. No. But, uh, I, I, did, uh, I did eight sets, but really I stopped on set two, you know, on rep five because I, I heard something, you know? Um, just be, again, be honest with yourself. Because otherwise what happens is you come back the next time, you're like, oh shit, I did that many, I got to do more, right? And you weren't anywhere close to that. You're trying to progressively overload past what you've never done. So that's, that's been the best thing for me. And some things like I'd call Ryan because I couldn't do squats because I get this next thing and it was really bothering me. And no. I, I have a tendency to ride the bar up kind of high. I know I don't do a very good job sometimes. I've gotten better at setting it down on my traps so it sits too high on my neck. And I know that. And I was like, there's no way I could do it. Like I had shooting pains down my arms as it was from my neck stuff. And I told him, I said, I can't do squats today. Well, can I do? So then I re ended up doing but I think I did goblet squats that day. Which goblet squats look a lot easier, but they're not. And they're just different, you know. They will ruin you. But they will ruin you. You know, if if you I would say if you feel pain, stop, you know, like pain, like yeah. actual pain. Yeah. Um, but again. You've been here for a while, so for all you new guys, make sure you're to the point that you can believe yourself first. You know what I mean? Like, because at the very beginning, it's very easy to lie to ourselves. You know, like we've been lying to ourselves, we were going to get back to the gym for twelve years. It's easy to be like, "Oh, well, that hurts," but does it really hurt, or is it sore? Like, does it hurt because you're weak and you need help, or does it hurt because an injury is flaring up? Like, be honest with yourself. Yeah. But I. My personal opinion would be if it hurts, stop, right? I would never want to work through actual pain. Um, that's amazing, man. Because, I mean, like, that just goes to show what you're doing is working. And I'm not going to call it a, a, a handicap in the literal form, but, you know, in the figurative and still be able to get just yoked over time. I mean, that's, that's inspiring, man. And I want to... I want to get with you offline on some of that NLP stuff because I've heard way too much about it and I really, really want to understand it and, and implement it. So I want to uh, touch base, bro. I love all this. Um, we have passed our time. I could go forever, but I wanted to take this moment. If there, uh, I will give one more question if there's one that just has to be out there. If not, I don't see one. So I just want to express gratitude from both Kyle and myself and the team to you, Mike. Because remember, this isn't about us. It's not. And I know that you had a lot of your brothers in mind, either on this team or just out there while you were suffering. And it's what pushed you through 
And it's what makes you a miraculous human. Because we are all quick to think selfishly until we've tapped in. Tap in. And we still do it. It's not about us. We're just recognizing that before we end on it. We still do it. We're still around perfect. We just recognize it now first and stop it. But I, and again, I see it's, 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 yeah, bro. I, I love you guys. And I, I wouldn't be here without the two of you and, and all the guys on the team. You know, Al, Al was here. Yeah, Al's here. Al just had back surgery. That dude's like working out during back surgery, like right up to it, right? Al was trucking it. Average. Al's taller than me. He's like, hey, let me eat 300 calories a day for the week before surgery. So I can, you know, like Al's a monster. And so, and oxen. So there's been a lot of guys that, you know, whether you know that I'm watching or not, like you guys are all part of that reason, right? Like I should name I should name one of the abs after each year, but I only got like six. But you guys, um, all of you, and, and Kyle and Ryan, obviously, because you knew the, you know, Kyle, especially the architect of this. So I appreciate you and the example that you set for us to want to be, you know, example for us to say, hey, these are dudes that we want to be white. You know, so thank you both from the bottom of my heart. And let's and let's go. I'm not done yet. So let's let's see what's next. We'll do a hey, day, so we'll do a day two when I'm two hundred pounds. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> truly I just want to say to you now, really, welcome to Superhuman Fathers. Proud of you, bro. Let's go. Welcome. I love it, dude. Love it. On that, on that note, let's call it. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's go. Let's go crush it for the rest of the week. Let's go. We will be at uh, Superhuman Scholars Book Club tomorrow night. I think we're we're going slow, dude. Chapter four tomorrow. Bring the hunt. Can't wait to see you guys. Thanks, Mike. So good. Let's go. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from Superhuman Fathers. One thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. I'm going to stop because I can't have that clouding like all this jock add that on to the shop stuff. So I went like two months, two and a half months without drinking. And then I kind of eased back into it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to ease back into it. It's like, you know, around the time I got laid off. Then I got laid off. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever I want. So I was like, I'm going to drink as much as I want. I'm like, I was kind of happier in a weird way. Right? So I was like, I'm going to drink as much as I want. And I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Whatever. Fuck it. Like, I'll lose weight if I need to. Whatever. Fine. And I went from like, in like three months, I went from being my, I call it like my depression weight. It was like 177. And I went from 177 to like 206 in like three months. Edited by Gage Sanderson.